Buenos dias, world, from the San Diego Zoo Wildlife Alliance. I'm Marco Wint. And I'm Rick Schwartz. And we're your hosts for Season 3 of Amazing Wildlife, a show from iHeartRadio Ruby Studio and the global conservation organization behind the San Diego Zoo and the San Diego Zoo Safari Park. Listen as we dive into the efforts here in San Diego and spotlight the heroes working worldwide to care for the species you know and love. Listen to Amazing Wildlife on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, my name is Mike Schubert. I'm 24 years old, and my mom has always told me that I'm a special and unique little snowflake. This has never been more true in an area that has caused concern amongst most of my peers throughout the better part of my life. I have never read a single page of a Harry Potter novel. Blasphemy, right? The amount of shocked, confused, and disgusted faces I've seen as a response to me revealing that I've never read a lick of J.K. Rowling is innumerable. I tell them not to worry, though, because I've seen the movies. Well, four and a half of them. The first Harry Potter book became a phenomenon in America in late 1999. I was seven years old at that time, and I had a poor relationship with fantasy novels. I was fresh off reading The Lion, The Witch, and The Wardrobe after my older sister Megan suggested it to me. I absolutely hated it. Now, in retrospect, this is probably due to the fact that it was released in 1950, but to me at the time, it was because of the subject matter. I preferred books I could relate to more, like sports books or Holes by Lewis Satchar, because who hasn't found themselves digging six-foot-deep holes in the middle of the desert after being framed for stealing shoes from a charity event before? So I said no thanks to the thought of reading Harry Potter fantasy novels just didn't pique my interest. Compound that with the fact that my sister got instantly engrossed in the series, and you have a cut-and-dry case against ever opening a cover of those books. As the books really started sweeping the nation a few years later, the hype surrounding them further dissuaded me from reading them. Maybe I was just a nine-year-old hipster, but I didn't want to hop on the bandwagon of a book series I didn't think I would like when I was perfectly fine breezing through the Treehouse Adventure series at a rapid pace. Let's be honest, those Treehouse Adventure novels were incredible. Then, in 2001, the first Harry Potter movie was released. Finally, I could learn about the stories my friends were talking about, see if the commotion was really worth it, and learn how the hell Quidditch was played, because that seemed like the only cool thing in the entire series. I watched it, and meh. Just meh. I, when my overeager best friend asked me how I liked it, and I replied, nah, I mean, it was okay, he assured me that I would like it more had I read the books first. Three and a half movies later, this was still the resounding cry of the Potter clan. Read the books. Trust me, they're better. Read the books. So here I am now, a 24-year-old man with a real job, a real apartment, real bills, and real-life responsibilities. I am going to read a series of children's books about a boy with a lightning bolt scar who is some sort of prodigy because some asshole with no nose couldn't kill him. 
I will critique these books along the way, not only because I'm a generally snarky and critical person, but also because I am a 24-year-old man reading a series of books targeted towards children. Through this series, not only will you be able to relive your childhood memories, but you can also look at them with the fresh perspective of a young adult who's never read these books before. Now, in addition to reading zero words and watching four and a half movies, I must let you know that I did spend some time using Pottermore, the online Harry Potter role-playing whatever the hell it is that sparked the name of this podcast. I did up to the part where you get sorted, and I got Gryffindor. So I won, right? I'm pretty sure getting into Gryffindor is winning, so say what you want about me, but I'm a Gryffindor, and a bunch of you aren't, so just chew on that for a little bit. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. But only kind of. Anyway, welcome aboard this journey from platform nine and a half or whatever it is, because this is Potterless. For this intro episode, I thought it would be ideal to lay down everything I know and remember about the series before I start reading the books, so that A, you can all laugh at how little I know and understand, and B, you can be informed of what exactly is new information to me as I go through the series. Thankfully, I haven't seen past halfway through the fifth movie, so all of the big dramatic conclusions that are revealed will be new and exciting to me. Except for, spoiler alert, Snape kills Dumbledore. I know that happens, but I don't know why, or how, or what the motivation is. But thank you, memes, for ruining another thing. Anyway, let's begin. The first book is called Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Unless you're British, then it's Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. I don't know how there was a translation error, since we both speak English, but this really begs the question of which word is more right. I really wouldn't say that Immanuel Kant and Merlin have too much in common, so I don't really know how in one version it can be the Sorcerer's Stone and the Philosopher's Stone in the other. Anyway, in this book, Harry Potter as a baby gets dropped on the doorstep of some house because Voldemort, whose name I'm not supposed to say out loud apparently, killed Harry's parents, but... Harry was saved by their love or some bullshit, and he walked away with just a lightning bolt scar. The family he gets stuck with, I believe, is like his aunt and uncle, and they suck. They're horrible people. They make him live in their closet under the stairs for his whole life. They spoil the crap out of their fat son, and generally they just treat Harry like shit. On his 9th or 10th birthday, he gets letters from owls telling him he's invited to Hogwarts, so he goes. I don't know how he gets to Hogwarts since Platform 9.5 is hidden behind a brick wall, but he gets on the train, and on the train he meets Ron and Emma Watts, uh, Hermione. So they get to Hogwarts, they all get into Gryffindor because only two houses matter in these books, and bad guys go to Slytherin. They go to classes, they wear an invisible cape for some reason. I think Harry plays Quidditch and turns out to be a really good seeker, and they let him on the team. Somehow Voldemort is in Hogwarts and he's doing evil stuff, and I don't know how or why, but I remember that he's living inside the turban of one of the professors at Hogwarts. At the end of the book, Ron and Harry play giant chess to get through and defeat Voldemort. Ron has to sacrifice himself by screaming like, Knight to E7! or something. Harry goes through the secret passageway, and then it's revealed that Voldemort's just been hanging out in the back of this teacher's head under a turban, but then he comes out, and I think there's a giant snake involved, and then Harry destroys it? I really hope that this is the first book, and not the second book. But that's all I have for book one. I don't know what the stone is, or who the sorcerer is, or if he's actually a philosopher, but ten points for Gryffindor! Let's go to book two. Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. 
For some reason, I thought this book was called Harry Potter and the Chamber Pot of Secrets for at least seven years before being laughed at profusely at a party. So in this one, I believe Harry goes back to Hogwarts. I assume he goes about his normal life, except he's more famous now because he defeated Voldemort. He gets hit on by some creepy ghost girl in the bathroom. I think he fights a giant troll. He finds the Chamber of Secrets, and I think a three-headed dog is guarding it. He plays more Quidditch, I'm assuming, and and that's all I got. I mean, I'm going to guess he fights Voldemort at the end, because I think that happens in every book, but I'm not exactly sure. That's all I got for book two. Book three, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. That prisoner is named Sirius Black, and he's wrongly put in jail, and I think Harry's the only one that believes him? All I really know about this one is that Sirius Black is an absolute boss. He can turn into a dog, and he can talk to Harry through a fireplace, which is incredible. I also think in this one, one of the teachers is evil and was using Polyjuice Potion, which makes you look like someone else. Like, I'm pretty sure that the rat-looking dude who's friends with Voldemort transforms into the teacher with the big, creepy, bionic eye, like Mr. Moody or something. I don't know, this totally could be in the fourth book. Speaking of, book number four, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. This one I remember really well because the movie was incredible. This is the one that's got the Triwizard Tournament and Robert Patton's uh, Cedric Diggory. Fun fact, Cedric Diggory is the only person that you meet from Hufflepuff in the entire series. So these really attractive witches come in from some other school and these really buff swole dudes come in from another one and the three schools are going to compete in a battle of various wizardry. Uh, whoever wants to compete can put their name into the goblet and the goblet chooses whoever is best fit for the tournament. And there's supposed to only be one from each school, but somehow Harry also gets thrown into the mix, even though Cedric Diggory was already chosen to be the representative for Hogwarts. Dumbledore goes absolute apeshit on Harry, asking him if he put his name in the goblet, which he didn't do, so there's some sort of weird sketchiness there. Then the competition begins. There's some dragon stuff, there's some mermaid stuff, and then there's a maze with the goblet at the end, but the goblet is turned into a port key, which means it teleports people. So Cedric Diggory wins the maze and gets to the goblet first, and it teleports him to Voldemort's squad's secret lair, and then they avatacadavra him to death. But they didn't mean to do it. They thought Harry was going to be the first person that got to the key. So they were like, oh no, we've killed another person. Uh, who cares? We're evil. So Harry ends up going through the maze and getting to the goblet. And he teleports to the secret lair. And he's like, hey, Voldemort, get the fuck out of here. So then they fight. And Harry defeats him again, even though he's like a 13-year-old child. And this Voldemort is a giant evil snake thing. He's like Satan. But Harry the kid has defeated him at least three times already. So they fight, Harry wins, and then Harry has to go back to Hogwarts carrying the dead body of Cedric Diggory. Uh, but he was from Hufflepuff, so we don't really care, right? <laughs> so Harry comes back, everyone's like, yay, Harry, you beat Voldemort. Oh no, Cedric Diggory, the really hot guy is dead. Uh, boo. And then... And then that's the end. Maybe Harry becomes the tri-wizard? Uh, whatever. Book five. Harry Potter and the... Oh, no, no. It's, it's Harry Potter and the... Uh, oh, let me Google this. Oh, it's Harry Potter. Oh, Harry, <laughs> Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. This is the one where the really shitty teacher, I think her name is Professor Umbridge, takes over for Dumbledore, and she just straight up ruins Hogwarts. Everyone hates her. The kids form Dumbledore's army, which is like a secret club where they're gonna fight evil. I don't know. Harry gets it on with Cho Chang, who, fun fact, is the only person you ever meet from Ravenclaw, and I'm assuming he plays more Quidditch. 
I would also assume that he fights Voldemort again at the end, but really, I only saw half of this movie. I want to say Dementors are in this one, and that they infiltrate Muggle World and are messing stuff up in the beginning. Harry has to use Expecto Patronum to defeat them, and his Patronus is a deer, which is supposed to be good for some reason. I figured something intimidating, like, I don't know, a lion would be more ideal, but Harry's got a deer, and people are like, Oh, that's awesome, Harry! You've got a deer Patronus! The only thing I really distinctly remember from the end of this movie is that I think there's like a bunch of flying shards of glass that someone evilly moves to attack people, but that's all I really got. Book 6, Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. I know absolutely nothing about this book. Book 7, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, the final book in the series. All I know is that Snape kills Dumbledore, but for good reason, and because he has a big crush on Harry's mom, and then tells her always or something, I don't know. Harry kills Voldemort, Harry gets it on with Ron's sister, Ron gets it on with Emma Watson, so he wins, Harry names his kid Albus after Dumbledore, and now Neville Longbottom is hot. And that's, that's all I really got. That's Harry Potter in a nutshell. It's an incredibly misinformed nutshell, but a nutshell nonetheless. So now I will begin to read all of these books, and along the way, I'm going to have podcast episodes interviewing my friends who are Harry Potter fanatics. We're going to break the books down into multiple sections, and we're just going to slowly go through the books, and I'm going to be snarky and make fun of them along the way. And my friends who are extremely passionate about Harry Potter are probably going to get upset with me about how nitpicky I am being about a series of books directed towards children. If this journey from Platform 9.5 sounds like something you'd like to be a part of, you can follow this podcast on the iTunes app or on SoundCloud. Just search for Potterless Podcast. If you want more information, you can go to our Twitter, at PotterlessPod, for extra info and release dates and all sort of stuff like that. And if you want to be super awesome, please rate the podcast on iTunes. I know this is only the intro episode, so you can wait until episodes are released and you form a more concrete opinion, but rating the show really helps. Hopefully you guys are as excited for this journey as I am. I can't wait to learn about the wizarding world of Harry Potter. And until next time, as they say at Hogwarts, the wizard on! <laughs> Buenos dias, world, from the San Diego Zoo Wildlife Alliance. I'm Marco Wint. And I'm Rick Schwartz. And we're your hosts for Season 3 of Amazing Wildlife, a show from iHeartRadio Ruby Studio and the global conservation organization behind the San Diego Zoo and the San Diego Zoo Safari Park. Listen as we dive into the efforts here in San Diego and spotlight the heroes working worldwide to care for the species you know and love. Listen to Amazing Wildlife on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.